Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Street Talk Theology here, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi, coming to you from Desert Sky Baptist Church. Uh, greetings, greetings in the name of the Lord. Haven't spoken to you guys in a while. Uh, been a little busy, but by God's grace, he keeps me busy. Uh, keeps me out of trouble. Uh, he's a good God. Church is doing well. Give me a shout out, PastorGromaldi at gmail.com. Uh, Anything you want to talk about, uh, give me a shout and uh, hopefully in breath I can get back to you and uh, help you out with your questions, thoughts, concerns. Uh, I'm always here, always available for you. A lot of stuff going on in the world. You know, I decided to come on solo. Got me and my cold brew here. Got to have some cold brew. You know how I am with cold brew. It's cold. It keeps me awake. And everything's going well in the church by God's grace here at Desert Sky Baptist Church. And I tell you guys all the time, if you guys are really a solid Christian church, we want you to uh, stay there and we want you to um, obviously uh, back up the elders and, and, and the deacons that are in the church and the leadership. There's no perfect church. But if you're new to the area, you're looking for a church, uh, come and check us out at Desert Sky Baptist Church here in Casa Grande on Courtson. Um, you can find us at desertskybaptist.org is our website. You know, I got the Wall Street Journal in front of me. Some of these articles, I mean, this is crazy. If you, if you would read or have read the Wall Street Journal years ago, you would never um, read uh, things like Taliban snatch up U.S.-made weapons. And, and if I turn the paper around, there's one on uh, faster evacuations to urge for allies. And then there's one on critical race theory in the schools. And, and then just a lot of stuff that goes on in this world. And, you know, I was talking to my uh, a friend of mine, Pastor Jason Smathers, and we were talking about the, the nation building, obviously, that the United States uh, tried to do in Afghanistan. And, and, and I was talking to Jason about that. And, and basically, uh, Jason said something interesting. He says, people will do what they, what they have to when a government forces them, but without a change of heart, and this is important, People will do what they want to do when they are no longer forced to obey. And, and, and you know, that's the thing. So we want to pray for the Christians in Afghanistan as we, as we, as these things move forward. I mean, I, I, and you know, this show here in Street Talk Theology, we don't uh, want to be political, but there's so much politics in, in the world today. That's, you know, infiltrates the church. I mean, you know, critical race theory. There's just a lot of stuff going on. You know, I, I thought about, um, you know, how I can speak about some of this today. And, you know, the Bible speaks to a, a lot of issues that go on in the world. You know, we just got to be good thinkers and we have to be good readers of the text. 
Um, obviously, I'm trying to get to a uh, chapter I wanted to be and trying to make an analogy. You know, um, again, I, I this is just, there are just some things on my heart, um, heavy things that, that are on my heart concerning, you know, the churches, where we're at, where we need to be. Um, and, you know, I really, really, by God's grace, I pray for the supernatural intervention of the God of the universe. And, and I think sometimes, you know, it's, it's, we need good theology. We need to be good thinkers. We need to understand the culture so we can navigate through the culture, so we can look at the culture and through the eyes of God, so to speak. But, you know, we need a, a supernatural move of God. I mean, um, you know, the when this culture starts dictating how the church should operate and what the church should do, we've lost our way. We really have. And, you know, I think about um, Daniel. I, I was uh, thinking about that. As, you know, you talk about nation building and and, and, and then uh, Brother Jason saying, listen, while people are there, they're going to listen, you know, to whatever government, maybe nation building or in charge. But once they leave, you know, basically uh, people are going to go back to what they what they grew up in and, and, and what they believe. And, and obviously for the Christians that are over there, again, it's going to be a tough play because as, as there are nation building go on, maybe bring some semblance and. People can worship the way they want to. But now, obviously, with the, the Taliban probably going to take over, it's going to be tough for our Christian brothers. So we want to pray for them. And it's so easy for us to say, you know, I, I talked to my wife about this. You know, we got it so good. We have it so good here in America. God has been so kind to us. But, man, we need to entreat the Lord for our brothers in places like Afghanistan, who they're going to be, you know, unless by God's grace, if they're able to come over or however that works, you know, I'm not getting into the political aspect of that, but, but I know there are going to be Christians left there when um, obviously where the rogue Taliban may, may, may be into place and, and who knows how they're going to treat our brothers and sisters. So we want to, we want to pray for them. And then we want to, and then the thing is, so now, you know, we have a, it looks like, and I pray that this is not the case, that, you know, we have so much complacency sometimes in the church. You know, I remember one scholar says, if, you know, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And, and you know, some of the things that are infiltrating our churches today, uh, it's just, I, I just, uh, we need a backbone. And I'm not saying that, you know, we need to pray God supernaturally, you know, uh, sets up the walls and, and, and gives us protection. But, but still, we have to, you know, kind of like when Nehemiah was building the wall, right? I mean, they, they built the wall with one hand and had a weapon in the other hand. Of course, I'm not talking about violence, but I'm talking about we have to be ready to um, cast down things that are not, you know, not of the things of God. I mean, things that come in the church that are not of the things of God. I think about Daniel, and I was thinking about that. 
I was thinking about this broadcast. And, you know, Daniel, you know, when the Babylonian captivity um, happened, the Babylonians basically took over the choice people. They wanted to indoctrinate them to be basically Babylonians. And, and they figured, let's get the, the smartest and the youngest and, and, and ones that, were, that we can indoctrinate, that we can, um, you know, infiltrate their minds, that we can turn them from Jewish to, to Babylonians. And, and, and the thing is, here's the thing about the book of Daniel. We don't know how many Jewish people they were able to do that to. You know, obviously, we got Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, and Daniel, who, um, who were able, by God's grace, to, to ward off um, the, the arrows of the enemy. Um, and Daniel obviously had a position in, in the Babylonian culture, in the Babylonian government. But they were never able to turn. They were never able to have him acquiesce to the things of the things all Babylonian. And then Daniel's a stark figure because he was someone who really put his life on the line. And we know that um, even though he would not acquiesce, he faced some dangerous situations. You know, when they asked him to, and we think about, you know, we might say, well, you know, the, the king wanted them to eat these choice foods and you know, uh, wanted them to eat, you know, from the king's pantry, so to speak, wanted to fatten them up and, and things of that nature. And, and, and it wasn't that Daniel, I mean, Daniel was, was, was a good thinker. He was a biblical thinker. And I remember when the, uh, the foods were given him, the king's choice, he said, no, he said, you know, we don't want to eat from the king's pantry, but we believe, because remember, Daniel was looking for the supernatural. He says, you know, you feed us vegetables and we'll eat vegetables and we'll be, we'll be just as healthy as eating the, from the table of the king. And, and Daniel depended on that. He depended on the supernatural. And then Daniel knew his word. I mean, he was a theologian. I mean, he prayed, you know, um, obviously three times a day, which was the custom then, you know, turning his face towards Jerusalem. And some of Daniel's prayers are, are really, really uh, well thought out prayers, so different than the way we pray today. You know, I'm uh, teaching, and you know, I go all over the map when I got some cold brew and I got some things on my mind. I'm just trying to shoot them out there. You know, obviously, I'm teaching um, in Lagos Christian Academy, eighth graders, wonderful, wonderful children, love them. Um, they are smart children trying to bring them up, trying to educate them in the things of God, and teaching them at this time. And, you know, they can be challenging. They are, you know, they are 14 years old. And, and obviously they, they live in a different um, culture than we do, same culture, but different age groups or different mindsets, different thoughts, or different ideologies and stuff. So you've got to kind of um, finagle through those things and try to, Bring the word of God, as 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 I was saying. But you know the thing is, they again, Daniel was in a culture that they were trying to conform him to the ways of the world. 
of the Babylonian world and to use him, you know, for their honor and for their glory. But then you would, have, would not have done it. You know, I wonder today, and I do it, I sigh about this stuff. I wonder in the church how much we have succumbed, um, how much we've succumbed to things that are not biblical. You know, things that we say, well, that was good then, but it's different now. You know, um, we don't want to clear our cachet of history. History is so important to the church, so important. As we read brothers like Daniel, look at people like Jeremiah, look at people like Isaiah. You know, these people were part of a, of a culture, part of our history, who delved in the things of God, who, who you know, had to confront culture, had to confront people, um, had to confront ideologies. As, you know, I look at, I says the Wall Street Journal, and we think about all the ideologies that are going on in the world. And that would be, and that would be okay, because we would have to confront them, you know, maybe with our children and maybe with our, our uh, you know, our friends. And, but now these ideologies infiltrate the church. And that's when we have to be careful. And the Bible says that the devil comes what is an angel of light. And you know, same thing with Daniel. You don't just eat these, you know, we want to fatten you up. We want you to eat the king's choice foods. And Daniel says, no, listen, you know, just, just feed us vegetables and lentils and things like that. And we will fare just as well as the people that were eating those foods. I wonder the people that were uh, giving them the food said, hey. You know, since they're not going to eat the food, maybe we can, because they probably couldn't eat from the king's table. Because remember, you know, the king of Babylon at that time had an, had an agenda. He wanted to, again, Babylonianize uh, the, these men. And, and like I said, a, a lot of them, I'm sure they did. But how much today does the culture want to infiltrate the church? How much today does the culture want to infiltrate the church? And that's what I think we're up against. That's what I think we're up against today. Um, you know, I, I like looking at the prayers in the Bible because they're so different than the way we pray. They're so different than the way we pray. In fact, in in um, in, Lagos, in the uh, in my eighth grade class that I'm teaching in Lagos, we're we're looking at some of the prayers of the Bible and we're comparing the way that that we pray. Uh, comparing to the way all pray. And I think biblical prayers are even more important today. Today. I mean, they were important back then, obviously, because they were, they were recorded the scripture. Read some of Daniel, Daniel's prayers and repentance and things like that. But Paul's prayers are so different than we pray today. And, you know, I did a, some, some work on that with the children. And they even noticed that, you know, Paul's prayer is so different than the way that we pray. And, and, and one of Paul's, I believe, uh, resounding prayers that we need to look at today, when he prays concerning the church in Ephesus, and it's a prayer that I've looked at and repeated many times in my, in my own life. And I, I want to 
I want to read this prayer because it's so important. I want to compare. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge the listeners as well as I challenge myself. And listen to this prayer. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to break it down a little bit. I got, a, I got about maybe eight or nine minutes, so I want to break this down right. Now, notice that I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Ephesians 3. I'm starting in verse 14. It says, for this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, for whom every family in heaven and earth derives its name. Now, just think about that prayer. Gets on his knees and says, every family in this world, Everything in this world, every family in heaven and earth derives its name. The sovereignty of God, he extols God here. And they, because of God's sovereignty, because of God, who God is, who God being so sovereign, his sovereign, he says that he would grant you, he would give you, According to the riches of his glory, we have a rich God, right? Through his spirit, the inner man. He's praying for the inner man to be strengthened. Not the outer man at this time. We want to do things in our own strength a lot. But he's saying, listen, the sovereign God of the universe was able to do exceedingly abundantly. It will end with that. And he prays for the inner man to be strengthened. The inner man to be strengthened. So that Christ, verse 17, may dwell in your hearts through faith. And that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend. He wants you to understand the things of God over against the culture. We know the, the, the Ephesian culture with the Diana cult and the things that were going on there. The culture was trying to suck them up just like they're trying to suck us up today. And he says, I want you to be rooted and grounded in love and able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth to know the love of God. The love of God, he says, that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. What a prayer. What a prayer. I mean, and, and you, see, you see the difference of our prayers, how rote they are. You know, we, and there's nothing wrong. We want to pray for our grandmothers and our mothers, and we want to pray for ourselves and our children. But here Paul is praying God's providence, God's sovereignty, God's knowledge for us to comprehend. You know, like Daniel, when they wanted to give him the, 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 the you know, the food from the table of the king. He says, no, I don't want to acquiesce to that. I don't want to acquiesce to that. I serve a sovereign king, right? And then, you know, Paul ends this prayer. This is a prayer for the church. He ends this prayer now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask to think according to the power that works within us, the spirit of God, the inner man, to him, to God, to Christ, be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. To all generations. Notice the Trinitarian prayer here. The spirit, the inner man to be strengthened so we can acknowledge through the spirit, right, to the church in Christ. And to him, God was able to give us a seemingly abundant I mean, these are wonderful, wonderful prayers. 
you know, um, that, that poor praise, you know, and it's just, um, you know, I just look at these prayers and they're so different, so different than the prayers that, that we pray. And I'm not saying that the prayers that we pray are theologically wrong. That's not my plight. My plight is here. We need to pray for the supernatural in our lives. I'm not talking about hocus pocus and that I'm talking about, I'm talking about supernatural, comprehend, be filled up with the comprehension of who God is. That, you know, he says, you know, have the saints know what the breadth and the length and the height and the depth to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that we may be filled up to all the fullness of God. What a prayer. What a prayer. And, and you know, and I just look at the world today, got to just break for a little cool brew here, but I just look at the world today. And I just, I'm grieved, brothers, sisters. And you know what? I have myself first. Because I need to do better. I need to be a better pastor. I need to be a better theologian. You know, Alistair Begg said something really interesting, and, he, and, and it's so true. You know, too much knowledge puffs up and too much spirit blows up. We need to be in the middle. We need to be theologically sound, but we need to, we need the spirit of God to guide us, to, to, to protect us, to give us the knowledge that surpasses all understanding so we can grow in the fullness of God as a people of God, in the things of God, through the spirit of God, thinking on the things of God. You know, I think um, I'll give a shout out to, to uh, Brother Al Tarango and, you know, at the studio and obviously uh, Eric Clue to, you know, work with me with this and they put up with me and it's not easy to put up with me. I always like to thank the church for being so kind to me and Rachel, even Rachel putting up with me. And, you know, it's just a lot of stuff that goes on, man. I tell you, and I am, I've been grieved. Um, just in my own, you know, spirit and the prayers that I've been praying, just grieved and looking at the world and, you know, the Afghanistan, we started that and, you know, we started off with that. We look at that, the critical race theory that's coming in the churches and in the schools and, and, you know, the vaccine stuff. I mean, this is so much going on. We ask God to grant us the knowledge that's Passes all understanding that we can be filled with the God who is all in all. You know, we we live in a world on man. You know, the other day I was uh, I think it was Sunday. I really I think it was Sunday. I was just getting ready to go to the church, get ready to preach. I go earlier and just get my lesson, make sure my lesson is. Hopefully and prayerfully with what God wants me to say. But, you know, my wife, uh, she'll drive me to the church and then you know, she'll come a little later. And she just walked in uh, the room and I was sitting there. And I might have been looking at the news or something. One of the news shows on Sunday before I take them. So before I was getting ready for the church. And she just came in and she said, come Lord Jesus, come. And it was just so apropos for the moment because I was thinking, just look at this world. And, you know, we say that, you know, and Paul, Paul is, is betwixt about that, right? Paul says, you know, I'm, I, you know, come, Lord Jesus, come. Yes, I want the Lord to come, but he's kind of caught between 
you know, I want the Lord to come. Yes, but there's still people that need to be saved. We have family members that we want to bring the gospel to. We got things like that. So, you know, we are betwixt between those things. Come, Lord Jesus, come. But one thing, as I end this segment, is that God is sovereign. God is king. And nothing's going to thwart his purposes. So I, I, though that doesn't mean we grieve, we, we grieve. We grieve over this world. We pray, you know, over this world. You know, and, and we, we pray for the people of God, as, you know, John says, you know, in, in the book of Revelation, that you need to come out of the world. You know, you need to come out of the world. With that being said, I'm, I'm out of time. I love speaking to you guys. I, uh, I, I do. I love um, just musing with you guys. Give me a shout out, Pastor Romali at Gmail. I just appreciate you guys just um, listening to me and, and uh, today just sharing my heart, sharing my mind. Until the next time, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.